This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, beautiful human, thank you so much for tapping on our conversation with TikTok superstar Emily Uribe. She's incredibly fascinating because she made a whole career on TikTok off of pretending to be on talk shows. She pretended to be on our talk show, and now she's here. It's weird that I just called my show a talk show. Anyway, Emily Uribe, lots to get to know about her. Plus, I'm very interested in how she works and, and, and what she wants to do with this whole thing. Where do you take the TikTok fame? How do you make it into a lifelong career? So much to get to. Please subscribe to our podcast, share with those you care about, and enjoy. Here's Emily Uribe. Hello, beautiful human. <laughs> My name is Zach. That is Dan, and we welcome to the studio Emily Uribe. Hey. Hello, everybody. This is so fun. I'm so excited. I already told Zach, but I'm a huge fan of both of you. Well, I've watched for a long time. It's nice that you say both of us, because I do <laughs> think Dan unfairly gets cast out of it sometimes. I do think that, too. I think you yeah. give some of the best moments in the show, too. Thank you. All I your appreciate Ariana that. Ariana moments in the interviews, great. I love them. Yeah, I think I said a total of one word in those Ariana interviews, <laughs> but I appreciate that. Yeah, I love them. Thank you. They're great. When they happen, they matter. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's you have, like it matters. Yeah, I usually just sit here in silence and observe, and then I kind of speak <laughs> up every once in a while. <laughs> Well, it's working for you. Yeah, clearly. it works. Short and sweet, straight to the point. So, <laughs> by the way, Emily Uribe is a TikTok superstar. And, and is it fair to say that you gain virality, you gain fame from essentially pretending in the most bogus ways to be on <laughs> other people's talk shows? Yeah. Like, you don't even, like, make an attempt to, like, green screen it. No, I do. I used to do it in my kitchen. Oh, I did yeah. it in my bathroom. I did it in my room. I did it in the car. I did podcasts, like, pretend podcasts in the car. <laughs> like, like, I would just do it. But you're talking to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just come up with, like, a scenario, and then you do it. And you've studied... Uh, many oh, interviews. Oh, so many. Like, that's my literature. That's, like, my <laughs> reading. Like, it's so good. How does this start? Does it start as you just without a camera rolling, pretending to do an interview? Be um, because that is a common thing. Like, yeah. one of the greatest compliments I get from people yeah. is they'll come up and they'll be like, I've been practicing for my Zach Sang interview. <laughs> or they'll be like, I, I do a Zach Sang interview in my shower every yeah. morning. Yeah. Uh, it... You, I don't think it's that complex. It's one, one or two takes, and then I'm out. No, but but before you started rolling, like oh, filming like what I'm these thinking things, about, or like yeah, the the script kind of. Yeah, but like no, but like before you said, hey, I'm gonna pretend to do this interview and then post it to TikTok. Yeah. Were you just pretending to do interviews on your own without? Yeah. Like just. Yeah. Anywhere. I, I. It's fun. It's like a form of therapy, I guess, because you're talking to yourself, but everyone talks to themselves, so you just pretend. You're talking to somebody while talking to yourself. Interesting. It's so fun. But, by the way, this has been a debate in this studio as of recent. 
talking to yourself, is it normal to talk out loud to yourself? Oh, I do it all the time. I miss masks because I would do it in my mask, like out in a store. Mm-hmm. I do it anywhere. What? Yeah. No, and, and, well, you wouldn't look at in the grocery store and look at the cans and be like, oh, I mental note, like I need to get this. No. Never do that. No, people call me crazy for that. I'm like, I walk around all day just talking to myself, yeah, having I do conversations. Too. I'll go anywhere and talk to myself. Yeah, but, Quietly, but not like, oh my God, like loud, but. You but know. do you ever get loud with yourself? No, I don't think. She, yeah, you never get do. passionate. You never have a passionate conversation with yourself. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, any yeah, any yeah. Um, Marvel thing that I go see anywhere, I'm like after like debating with myself <laughs> what you, I didn't like and liked. You love Marvel. I am a huge Marvel fan. Like you tried to break the ice in the room by being like, <laughs> "So do you watch any Marvel shows?" Did anyone watch Miss Marvel the other night? Yeah. No, okay, like fun. Yeah, uh, <laughs> go shut the fuck up now. Yeah, go, 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 go. <laughs> I am. I grew up reading the comic books with my dad. Oh, that's and cool. I like grown a love for and I grew up watching Iron Man like at eight years old I think many kids remember Iron Man huh. so yeah I'm a huge Marvel fan where does your attraction to talk shows and interviews come from have you like thought about that um because you, you you've watched them since you were a kid yeah yeah well I would stay up for like Fallon um David Letterman if I could like any old episodes I think also like my fascination grew from the YouTube clips, not from the shows themselves later mm-hmm. on. Like, I loved watching Jimmy Fallon's clips or any games he would do or um, wired autocorrect interviews. Mm. Like, those were more fascinating to me than the actual talk shows, like, as a whole. Totally. Yeah. Which, by the way, like, is still very relevant today, yeah. right? More oh, people yeah. are watching clips of things on the internet. Yeah. Then I mean, the success the of, like, Carpool Karaoke, mm-hmm. like, all of those like g- little games on the internet with talk show hosts do so well but like I, I would love to see the ratings for the actual whole episode not great yeah I, I'm sure they're not great I just find it so fascinating because I've never seen somebody that does what you do or at all do what you do <laughs> but then even find fame and success from it a TikTok is a crazy platform True. I think with TikTok you can go viral for anything. There's niches for every single thing. And once you find your niche, you kind of try to stick with it. Once you go viral a couple times, you can really make anything you want. So you don't have to just do that content anymore. But is there a fear that when you're choosing to make whatever you want, that it's not going to work the same way as what oh, went viral? all the time, yeah. I think even when I do like a get ready with me, I'm like, oh, well, this is not going to do that. This is going to flop. I'm yeah. in my flop era. And then I'll be like, whatever, I'll just make something else. But I could go back to like what I was doing and that will do pretty well because I think that's what people like know. So how often, like what is your ratio of content? Like how often are you posting fake interviews? How often are you doing get readies with me? Yeah, uh, it depends. It depends on the week or, or how busy I am. Like if I have events and stuff, that's when I'll slow it down. But if I have like a week off, that's when I'll record like a bunch of content and just like put it in my drafts. And then if I want to upload something, just upload it. Like I, I don't. I have pre-recorded stuff. Mm. It's not always in the moment anymore. Okay. Yeah, it used to be like when I was back at home. I remember I would do them like after I got off of a shift at like my retail job. I'd go home and sit in my kitchen and think, oh, I want to do this, and they would be in real time. And now it's not always in real time. What brought you to TikTok? Who got you there? Like, what? What? What was your first like introduction to what it is? Probably Harry Styles TikTok. I was a big <laughs> fan, and I'm still a big fan. And I used to run like my account based off of like things he would do or One Direction. Got it. So when I was on TikTok as a viewer. I followed a lot of like fan accounts and then I just I wanted to make my own and I remember I think my first TikTok was talking about trying to get tickets for like his Harryween show and I did not I got them but I (laughs) didn't go (laughs) wait that's what why didn't you go oh I sold them (laughs) I I didn't I bought I had four tickets to four shows and I went to none of them in my hometown, I had one from an hour away. I had one in New York for Harry Ween. I had one in Los Angeles. And then I had two dates in Los Angeles. I didn't go to any of them. What kind of Harry Styles fan are you? I My or first not. time ever seeing him was at Coachella. 
Like, that was crazy to me. I'm such a fan, but I'd never seen him live. I just, I didn't end up going. I think my schedule started to get really, like, when I had Amanda with me, by the time that happened, I wasn't able to just do, like, go to concerts. I had things planned to do. Meaning you got, like, popular on TikTok between the time you purchased and yeah, the like, arrival I of these concerts. Yeah, I purchased pre-pandemic. Like, his tour was announced pre-pandemic, um, so I was able to have them, and then when it came time to be, I didn't get to go. So what was the, your first realization that, like, you were doing something right and people knew you from pretending to do interviews with people. Probably the Eternals premiere, another Marvel. <laughs> Marvel was the thing that I think really helped me, like, and Disney helped me get to, like, where I am now. So when I went to the Eternals premiere, I remember I was just so in shock. Or I, like, I, it was so much fun and it made me realize, oh, wow, this is really cool. I could definitely try and make, like, some type of career out of this or stay in my niche and grow with it. But I think that was the first time that I felt, like, super, like, wow. Why did they invite you? I was invited. My friend Cameron, who works, I believe, for Lucasfilm, he DM no he texted me and he was like hey could you give me your email I have a special surprise for like a magical surprise and that's what they always say with Disney is like they want to like keep the magic yeah. and then I got an email like two hours later from a Disney rep and they were like hey we'd love to invite you and they just they just wanted to invite me and I made content for them for that um, but I got like the invite as well but so I did not honestly when you go to the premiere as like a guest you don't really do anything yeah you could walk the carpet but I didn't know that that was a thing until I had Amanda, my manager. <laughs> so when I did Eternals, I just went as a guest. I went and like walked with everybody else and then got to the end. You mingle and then you go inside and watch the movie. You don't do anything. I just went for fun. But, but they wanted you there to create. To get, you shoot like a you shoot like do you a fake interviews? For it. No, I didn't do anything. Max and I shot one. That's right. That we did. One Max there. is a friend of ours. You may know yeah. him as the guy who brings cookies when yes. Olivia O'Brien's on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we will not invite him on the show today. As no hijacking. This no appearance. hijacking today. Uh, he's here. He's here. You're the main character of this story, sister. You. You're not doing interviews with the cast on the carpet. No. You're I just... didn't do that till this year for okay. anything, yeah. This is wild. Yeah. It, again, TikTok is the craziest platform, like not even close to YouTube or Instagram, but it puts you in so many specific spaces and rooms. It's like, it's the best platform, I think, to grow yourself and grow a career now. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. do you think the time is over? Like, do you think the time has come and gone for somebody to get on TikTok and become a star no. relatively quickly like you did? No, I think a lot of people go viral all the time. I think it just depends on, you know, what times of year for posting. Summertime is the best. Fall and win fall and spring suck because everyone's in school. Oh. So it just depends on how you post. But you can grow really, really quickly no matter what I think year it is. I feel like pre-pandemic and going into the pandemic, obviously you had more of a leeway because everyone was at home. Everyone was bored and everyone was downloading TikTok. Now everyone's back to work. Some things are back to normal. It's still a pandemic, but it's not as, like the time wasn't as slow. How were you picking what shows you were going to do? Like, how were you picking which interviews you wanted to parody or emulate or whatever? I never had, like, choices. I just would think, oh, this would be great for Stephen Colbert. This would be great for Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Kimmel does Marvel cast interviews, so this is where I'd pl place my Marvel interviews. <laughs> it depended on, the, like, what people I've known to go on the show. How did you cast our show? Because you do two <laughs> fake interviews <laughs> on the Zach Sang show. Zach one of them did pretty well. Thank you. Um, what happened to the other one? I don't know. I was wondering what happened there. I was wondering why there was such a, you know. Steady decline in that one. Oh. Wow, wow. There was attrition there. It was rough. Um, but, but I do wonder, like, how do you 
how'd you cast us? How'd you pick us? Uh, some people asked for it. Like in comment sections, they'd be like, could you do that for this show? Could you do it for this show? Could you do a Wired? I remember someone said, oh, would you ever do Zach Sang? And I was like, yeah. And then I did it. <laughs> so it, it, sometimes they were comments where people would be like, would you do this? And I was like, yeah, okay. And then I would do it and just hope for the best. But I never really, it just depended on the actors that I knew went on what shows. Got it. But everyone has been on, like Ariana's been on this. So that's like yeah. how I was like, oh my God, Ariana Grande did this. I want to do it. Got it. Yeah. What was your goal before you started this? Like, do you want to be an actor? Do you want to be a producer? Yeah, like, I, I want to do, I want to just work in the industry as a writer, actor, producer. I really admire, like, the women who have come before me and are now doing that. Like, I really admire Selena Gomez because she's a pr- executive producer on Only Murders yeah. and she acts in it. So, which Emmy noms just came out for that. So yeah, I she think. got snubbed, didn't she? I know. Producer mm-hmm. nom, but no. Uh, the category was stacked, I will say, but. I really wanted her to get a, an acting nom because she carries that show with Martin and Steve. The, totally. other, t- the other two got the nomination. They what? did, and they talked about it. They yeah. said it's a bit disappointing mm-hmm. that she didn't get it because she balances us out. But yep. Maybe season two will be her season to get that for sure. I'm just still wrapping my mind <laughs> around what you've made a career on. Like, you make yeah. money by parodying interviews, correct? Yeah. It, yeah, brand deals, everything comes through. It's really cool. Like, we rich? No, not rich, rich. But, like... We're not rolling in dough, but I mean, I'm definitely able to like live here now. Like I fund my most of my life now. I'm able like my parents don't have to help me. That's great. Yeah, so it's been or like if I can, I send money back home. I I'm able to now have a life where I don't have to depend on my parents or a retail job. Like before this, I was working two retail jobs and I went to school. Wow. I'm doing online school now, but I don't have to work retail. Why is completing school important to you? It's more of a parent thing, and I'm a child of immigrants, so for my parents, getting a degree is everything. Yeah. If I don't have a degree, they think I won't have a career. Do so they think you have a career today? They have a hard time wrapping their head around it. I feel like I've had to explain to them, like I'm explaining it to a child, like this is what I do to get here to get here. Like I remember even for the Oscars, they were like, what are you doing? Like, how did you get there? And I'm like, I just used TikTok. I was able to make videos and somehow they did really well. Can we like tear apart what the Oscars was? Oh God, yeah. It was a crazy experience. It wasn't what I expected, but it was also like a true like dream come true because I remember I told Amanda, I need to do an award show. I really want to. That was my main goal. And I got to do like the biggest one. But by do an award show, what do you mean? Do I wanted to... I, I'm definitely not at the level to present anything, but I wanted to somehow attend a major award show, whether that be the Emmys, that be the Oscars, that be the SAG Awards. I just told her I want to do this, and she worked it out for me, and like we really made magic. But also, there's so much of there's so many politics that go into it, and so many things that went wrong, so many things that maybe went right. But I, I definitely had a, I think a crazier experience than like my male counterparts. So explain it to me. Um, Why? And also, I, what went right and what went wrong? What went right? I mean, outfit slayed. Like, I have to say, I loved my <laughs> outfit. Everything went really well with that. Um, the lead-up to the Oscars was not my favorite. The way it was very rushed. I really admired how TikTok setup was, and it worked really well. But I was completely, like, snubbed in every other part. Like, my male counterpart was able to get, you know, under the Academy. They had access to more stuff than I did. We had to, like email and email and email just to get a hotel room really mm-hmm. so we had it harder i think like amanda and i than they did were you there hosting or were you there just attending? i was on the red carpet hosting yeah oh yeah and they so didn't give was, you a hotel room to change they it? weren't going to they were gonna make me drive from inglewood what at like nine in the, and we had to be there at i think what time did we have to be there like nine in the morning who was your male counterpart straw hat goofy on tiktok i don't know that is if he was sitting right there and slapped me in the face i'd still have no idea that <laughs> 
He's yeah, super cool. No, he did an amazing job. Um, I just think like behind the scenes aspects, I definitely didn't have the same look he did. Did you ask him about that? Um, no, it's something that I don't enjoy talking about because yeah. I think his experience was very different and his experience is his experience, mm-hmm. it's not mine. They don't hook you up with the dressing room. That's flaw number one. Yeah. What, where else did they mess um, up? I wasn't able, the day of, the day before was wild because I had to get COVID tested and something went wrong where my test came back inconclusive. So when it came back inclusive, I obviously had to take another one. And I had taken tests days before that where it came back negative. I knew I didn't have it. Like, I was in a, I was in a bubble. I was not allowed to just go anywhere or see anybody. Yeah. I was on lockdown before the Oscars. And then I remember the day of, they got me another one. Downstairs in the Dolby, like, where they had it, you were able to get COVID tested if you were under the academy. I was not. And they told us, just go down there and get COVID tested. You'll be able to. I was not able to do that. But the other guy was? Um, everybody was, yeah. Except for you. Yeah. How many correspondents? I believe did... he still had to get like the TikTok COVID testing, but if he wanted to, he had the access to go. How many correspondents did TikTok have? It was on just the... him and I. Uh... Yeah, it was just us, but we did the whole carpet. Like we were live for about like two hours. Were you uh, separate parts of the carpet? Or no, we were together. And then we would alternate spots. Um, um, so he would go like more near the celebrity than I would, and then I would switch to be on the other side, and then he would switch on the other side. Like I think we did that like three or four times. Interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. It was an awesome experience because it taught me a lot, and it's something I can add to my resume, which is really cool. But I, I definitely think I didn't have the best luck with it. But did, I mean, universe put me there, right place, right time. Did you interview who you wanted to interview? Oh, absolutely. I had the time <laughs> of my life. Timothy Chalamet, Andrew Garfield, um, the cast of Encanto, which is huge because like a lot of Latinos were at the Oscars, yeah. so that was really cool. Uh, I inter- yeah, pretty much most people stepped up to us and like worked with us. And did you ask the questions that you desired to I ask? I did. I asked. I love film, but I tried to lean more into like funner questions. Like I asked about astrology, or I asked them about. Um, just like things that weren't par- pertaining to the film the whole time. Yeah. And then I let Straw Hat do more of the film questions because I feel like he knew a lot more than I did in that. So I was able to just, I learned a lot from him, which is really cool. Did they give you like prep? Did they have producers? Yeah, we had a briefing. We ha- Our crew was amazing. It was first of all, Latino crew all the way. It was so cool to have people that like looked like me behind the camera. Um, and we all got along. We had about five people. We had cameras, lights. Like they had us really set up for success. And... Why didn't it go the way you wanted it to? It was just behind the scenes stuff leading up to it. The day of was smooth. We got there. It was pretty cool. We got to walk the carpet. Like that. Like one of the things that happened was, I guess, like Straw Hat, Reese, and um, I were like the first TikTok adjacent people to walk the Oscars carpet ever. Mm. Um, but it was just the behind the scenes lead up. You that say wasn't my favorite. TikTok adjacent. Yes. I can make the case that people only know you from TikTok. Absolutely. Yeah. So I say TikTok adjacent in the sense that there were also Instagram influencers there. Oh, so it I get was it. it was different for them than it was for us. Understood. I thought you meant like you you are. Oh you no, are, I am not surpassing that up no. yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. That's good. I mean, it's pretty good. It's like doing pretty well for yeah. you. Yeah. Own it. Some people try to like disassociate yeah. themselves very quickly from things like that. Oh yeah, or I think like a term that's maybe better than TikToker is content creator. Yeah. It's mm. a bit more official. I think when you say TikToker to people, they're like, mm, no. So you do the Oscars carpet. Yeah. Doesn't go exactly how you want it, at least yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. Do you share your feedback with TikTok and do they even care? <laughs> I have to look at her because I don't know. Did we? <laughs> Amanda did. Your manager. Amanda did for me. Yeah, my great manager, she did. Um, I love working with TikTok. I'm fine with them. It was just more so like the lead up that I didn't enjoy. Like we had to like leap through hoops and bounds. And while the opportunity was presented to me, I think my experience again was very different than a lot of other people's. Well, yeah, it was 
the opposite of what your male counterpart was going through. Yeah. Seems a little ridiculous. Definitely. I mean, I, I had fun. Again, the day of, oh, what a fantastic day. I was in a fantastic mood. <laughs> I got ready. I felt like such a, like, you feel like a star. You're there with everybody. I mean, then I even got to go inside and watch the ceremony, so that was really cool. But, yeah, just the lead-up was not my favorite. Are, are you nervous in these situations, like when you're on the red carpet talking to these massive stars? No, I think I kept, I think the only person I, after they left, was Timothy Chalamet. I could not keep my cool. I thought he was just so fun and he had such great energy. But everybody else, I mean, Amanda, did I do good? Yeah, I did great. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> What'd you ask Timothy? He asked us about Los Angeles, I remember, and he asked us like if we went to school here. Mm -hmm. And I just said, oh, okay, um, like cool. But I, I, the one thing I did was I asked, I told him he had something in his teeth, which <laughs> was really awesome. cool. I like put my mic down. I was like, you have something in your teeth? Could you just check, please? And then he took it out and he's like, oh, thank you. And I was like, yeah. Because how are you going to let someone like that walk <sighs> away with a seed? Mm -hmm. That'd be so bad. Someone like that. I wouldn't let a, a stranger no, walk around yeah. with something in their oh teeth. Oh my gosh. Especially at the Oscars. And I hope he didn't, I don't know if in photographs you can see it, but it was like, we were at the end of the carpet. So That's I, the best position. It was because everyone is like trying to get inside and like the TikTok, like we had wranglers that would grab everybody yeah. and be like, oh no, you guys aren't going anywhere. Not like the, the two positions on the carpet that you want to be, you either want to be number one yeah. or at the very end. Oh yeah. I, Everywhere I love in between that. is shit. Yeah, because everyone's like hopping from place to place. Yeah. Like they're asked the same questions. It was, it's also, you want to ask them things that they haven't been asked mm -hmm. or do things with them that they haven't done. So that was fun to balance out with, with Straw Hat. Wild. So after that, you start doing more red carpets, yeah? Not like correspondent work, but just attending more events, which is really cool. But yeah, I, I just went to um, The Gray Man last night for Netflix, which was really cool. You see so many premieres. How have you become the person that gets sent to these things? Why? Have well, you asked I, yourself why? I, I'm not the only one, but I think everyone in, in the group that has is just, we're all very privileged, and I think it's a very cool experience that not everyone gets to have. Uh... I just hope that like through premiere through premiere that it's always a wonderful experience and the teams are all very nice and I haven't had a bad experience with a single one. Got it. Yeah. So what do we want to do? Like what's next? <laughs> like what do we like what how do we take this and turn it into something that I don't know, doesn't need to be explained to your parents yeah. so deeply and intensely. Oh yeah. Uh I want to be an actress. I just did a brat TV show which was really cool. Mazel Tov. Yeah, but I'm hoping to obviously audition for more things. I want to get into producing, but that goes into something later on. Yeah. Um cuz I don't think I'm I think I'm a bit too young for that, so I have a lot to learn. But for now I really want to act. That's my main goal. I'm working with a coach. I'm really trying to submit for things. Sick. Just work hard. No hosting? I do still want to host. And I there's I think uh I think of like Vanessa Hudgens who's hosted a lot and she still gets to act. Like there's a lot of women who I mean have... like okay, let's let's I love Vanessa Hudgens, uh -huh. but like her recent acting projects are like Hallmark movies for Netflix. It's still a job. She's still you're, getting paid. You're right. It's still she's still getting a bag. The checks are still clearing. Yeah, the checks are clearing. But and like, is is this Emmy Oscar worthy stuff? I don't know. I, I think it depends. I she did have um oh what was that movie with Andrew Garfield last year? Oh, Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, she had that with uh, and yeah. he was nominated. That's still really cool. No, yeah. I think also being very picky and selective of your projects is hard because you either you don't want to host too much because you don't want to be known as a correspondent but you all if you want to do that then you just have to do it a couple times and then you're still acting or i think of zendaya who used to go to like every carpet that she could like her team put her in so many spaces and look after look after look oh, yeah. she finally got recognized i really like admire her for that and i really want to do that well, as well and like the zendaya timeline like yeah went from disney did music for a sec mm -hmm. then focuses on the deepest most beautiful looks every time she oh, gets photographed her and, her and la roach do an absolutely amazing job fashion becomes the way she speaks to yeah. everybody and becomes everybody's like 
insight into who she is as a yeah. person and it worked out I oh mean, yeah it worked out perfectly but also like she was very controlled on when she chose to speak mm-hmm. that's the thing is like people who are super mega stars mm-hmm. they don't talk a lot miley cyrus doesn't she does some hosting she's a super <laughs> mega star because of you're not getting what i'm saying oh you're you're, you're not understanding it <laughs> okay this episode is brought to you by snapple Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Meaning like... Cindea has only done so many interviews, especially mm. since Euphoria. Like her, yes. her narrative is very yeah. narrow. Do you get oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I think for her leaving Disney, I think she was taught at a very young age what to do and what to say, and I, I respect that. I think that's great. She she lets her work speak for her. Totally, that's she doesn't have to speak. You let your work speak for you. Yes, yeah. and I think there's people like Ariana Grande do the same. Yeah, you, a, like you can speak of your experiences, but you're never talking down on somebody. Do, you're never trying to get tear somebody down. You just speak on your work, and your work also speaks for you. Of course, but even in the sheer amount of times that like Zendaya has like had a conversation on camera, I could probably count them on like one hand, mm-hmm. you know, and she's been around forever. We had her on this show like 10 years ago, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <gasps> really? Yeah. How cool. Oh my gosh. She seems awesome. She seems very lovely to interview. She's extraordinary. Oh, her yeah. parents are awesome too. Oh yeah. In 2013, we had Zendaya. She was on our show to talk about Shake It Up. <gasps> <gasps> wow. And Shake It Up was such a throw. That That's such a throwback for everybody. It is. Oh my God. I used to watch it. Like, wow. So good. How <laughs> old are you? I'm 22. Baby. Wow. Yeah. 2000. Pure fetus. <laughs> We're Everyone sold. said that to me. My roommates are a bit older than me, and they all they didn't know I was born in 2000, and they were like, ew. I'm like, oh, no. I, even if I was a 90s baby, I wouldn't have experienced the 90s. What is a bit older than you? Uh, they're like 24, 25. Ew, old. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> old people. They're a bit older. Um, how do you feel about Army Hammer? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know he's a Cayman selling. He sells things. <laughs> Island. <laughs> I just saw um, you tweeted about it the other day. But I did just see a, someone who's not similar to Army Hammer, but Ryan Gosling last night, who's going to be Ken and Barbie. Oh, wow. So he was really cool to talk to, and I, I enjoyed his presence. By the way, Army Hammer eats people and then sells them timeshares. <laughs> That's so f***ed <laughs> up. I, the timeline is crazy. It's, it is it's remarkably weird, yeah. and the rumor has it is that he's doing it to make money to get mm-hmm. through rehab, but like... You're, you gotta be pulling my yeah. chain if you want me to believe that Army Hammer's poor. Yeah. He comes from one of the most successful, wealthiest families in Hollywood. Of, nepotism. Of, of all time. Yeah. I Speaking mean, of nepotism, oh my God, nepotism, he's he's in it. He he is nepotism. Yeah, he's nepotism. That's, uh, what do you think of that? What do you think of this idea that, like, you can get ahead because of your family and who you know? I don't hate it. Yeah, me neither. I think it's like a, yeah. That's I think what... it's an average thing. It's like any. It's like a mom and pop shop giving their daughter like manager role at the mm-hmm. store. Like you're their daughter, you're their niece, you're their nephew. Is it something that like everyone has to like? No, but I think it's it's the way of the world. 
It's like the Apatows, like Judd Apatow, Leslie Mann had Maude and Iris. Yeah. Of course, they're going to be always successful because their families are very successful. I don't hate it. But do you think they're taking experiences, opportunities from people who are more talented but lack that bloodline? Um, Sometimes, yes. I speak, I mean, I think for mainly people of color, I would love to see more people of color who don't have the privilege they have to get roles or like gender bend roles, which would be really cool. But I, it's going to happen. It's nothing that I or anybody else can stop. We can audition. We could submit. We could try our best. But in the end, if the casting directors want someone who's already well-known, they're going to go yeah. nepotism. And that's fine. I, I honestly don't have a problem with it. I just find it hard to believe that he needs to be selling timeshares. Timeshares in the Cayman Islands. That's insane to yeah. me. Life's life's hard for everybody, yeah. bro. But, like, you got billions of dollars in the bank. Well, yeah. don't eat people, then. Guess you're right. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. That's what allegedly. when you yeah. allegedly eat people. <laughs> Uh, gosh, you're from, I was going to say you're from New Jersey, but you're from Salinas, California. I am from Salinas, California. Yes. <laughs> Four hours away from here, which is not bad. No. Not and bad. Is your whole family back there? Yeah. my I have a brother and then my parents um, and they're all back there. They all work. My brother goes to, he's in high school now. We're seven years apart. So he's, I think 14, 15 and oh, I'm wow. 22. So he's like, his experience is just starting and mine's already over. <laughs> but yeah, I, I. I'm homesick for sure, and I want to go back home soon. When did you officially move here? Like, it was like right after Coachella. It was super abrupt. Yeah, like after Coachella, I remember Amanda was like, you need a game plan because there's things that you have to do over here, and you can't just keep driving or flying back and forth. So then I just was like, okay. And I've been, yeah, just here like for five, six months. What's the hardest part about this whole thing in TikTok fame? Um, There's nothing hard about TikTok fame because I don't even consider it fame. It's TikTok. To me, once I'm on the cover of a magazine, then maybe I'm going to say, oh, my God, like, that's fame. But no, it's there's nothing hard about it. I think what's hard about it is explaining it to people, like explaining it to my parents or family members. Like, I remember I went to Cannes and I when I went back home from that, I explained it to my aunt. They were just very like, but like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, um, so I did this. And they're like, no, but what do you do? Like, how did you get there? Like, it's always the same question. Like, so who, flew your you job? To, who flew you to France? Warner Brothers and Amphar. Uh, for it was for I went to the Elvis premiere um, in Cannes at the film festival and then I did the Amphar red carpet with Chris Olsen which was lovely you hosted it yeah we hosted it just like it was kind of like the Oscars live got it yeah what it, what was the premiere the Elvis premiere with Austin Butler oh yes. very cool yeah so it was cool we got to see it for the first time in Cannes uh, and the carpet was very lovely for uh, TikTok. Not an opportunity through TikTok, but more so just Warner Brothers and Amphar. Oh, so this was separate from like the TikTok brand. Where did it air? What do you mean? Where could I watch your interviews? Oh, it was a TikTok live. They oh, used so TikTok live as their ask, as their like way to do it, but understood. they didn't. They didn't do it in join. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. All the money being thrown at TikTokers right now is extraordinary. <laughs> it's the new YouTuber Instagram. I I think a lot of people still very much respect only Instagram and YouTube but TikTok has like really proven that you don't have to have those platforms but what people do is they funnel those followers into another platform if they can are you doing that not really I don't have a YouTube I don't really have plans to do one it's not been something I think TikTok is already such a big responsibility I don't want to like overextend myself where I feel as with YouTube I'd I'd feel more burnt out I'd feel burnt out faster I think I think with TikTok I'm allowed to like regroup and recalibrate and think oh this is what I want to do now I can change it with YouTube I think it's a bit harder but is it hard to see it as a real job because it is so short form and not scattered but like mm -hmm. I mean I definitely don't take it seriously as a job and that's something that I have to work on I think of it as just fun and silly time but it's not fun and silly because there's things that I'm actually getting employed to do or I'm asked to do and I 
have to remember that it is a job. Dealing with people coming up to you in public? Sometimes, yes. It's very. It's always a great experience. Um, it's just very fascinating because you see this happen to like mega stars or maybe the like. It's just weird. It's always so crazy. When you're at these red carpets, do you feel like you belong there? Or do you kind of feel out of place ever? Oh no, imposter syndrome always. Yeah, yeah it's very. I think. Once I do maybe something like like a film or a, another TV show where I can really feel comfortable, I sometimes think like, oh, but like I'm not one of them, so mm-hmm. I shouldn't be there. But then in the end, it's like, but I was asked to go. I was invited. Even if it's just to do a video, you were invited to go in the mm-hmm. tent, and you just do it. How often are we doing fake interviews? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like once or twice a week. Healthy. Yeah, healthy. I, it used to be more, for sure. Like, again, in real time, yeah. but now it's not as in real time. Well, keep it up. Are you getting sick of it at all? Like, do you ever think about stopping those? I think doing other content is a bit more frustrating. I enjoy Mm -hmm. the fake interviews because it's like I just get to ramble and improv. I don't have to have a script. Once they're scripted, that's when I get a little bit annoyed Mm because I think, oh, I use these are just mainly like improv. Like when I tell companies, this is improv. If if I have a script, I can do it. But I mainly do improv, and they're like, no, we need a script. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on what type of video it is. But you know, TikTok I think is the machine that I like the most to keep it rolling. TikTok until you get to play Polaris in a Marvel movie. <laughs> How did you know that? Mm. I love that's my favorite X Men um, character. I love her. I have her Funko Pop. I, it would be a, an absolute dream to play her. But also, there's so many other people that go into these auditions who they already have in mind. Like I think of um, Haley Steinfeld with Kate Bishop. She yeah. went in. They already knew they wanted her. They just wanted to meet to make sure. Like, oh yeah, you want to do this, right? You know that for sure. I think so. Probably. I think it's like with Iron Man. John Favreau knew he wanted Iron Man wanted Robert Downey Jr. And when Marvel pushed back, he was like, no, no, you don't get it. Like, you you need to see him do it. And that was the man they had. That's who they wanted. So how do we get you that? <laughs> I think I need a lot of a lot of hard work. I need to work um, with acting coaches more. I need to work with other actors more. I would love to, you know, be in those rooms and audition, but it takes a lot more than just having a platform. But you are on your way. I am on my way. I think I am. I'm, I'm really proud of, like, what I've been able to do and what I've been able to accomplish. It definitely wouldn't be possible without Amanda. She's right there, obviously. But I definitely, like, don't think I'd even be here if it wasn't for, like, having her. You've managed to acknowledge the other person in the room, which you've acknowledged in your fake Zach Sang show interviews <laughs> yeah, very well. I always remember her. She's, she's right there. She's she always in the back of my head. But that's like, but, no, but, like, yeah. people come on our show and they always acknowledge somebody in the background. Yeah. And you manage that little nuance in your parody <laughs> really well. I've studied you very well, both well. of you. So many videos. Thank you for clarifying again, both of us. Both of you. For Not his, just you. For his ego. Because you're, you're the guy, but Dan is the guy in the chair. I'm the girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In this relationship? Truth. Did uh, TikTok get you a hotel room in Cannes? Uh, that was through Warner Brothers okay. and um, Amphar. They got you one? Yeah, they did. They that, hooked me up. So nice of Wonderful. them. Wonderful. So nice of them, actually, yeah. Wonderful. Wow, it's the little things, you know? Very much. Do they fly you first class? Kind of, yeah. It was I, it was first class to me. I've, I've only no. flown coach. Like <laughs> I'm in a different tax bracket. I don't do first class ever. So whatever's an upgrade's an upgrade. So what was it, business? I think it was business, yeah. But I was, I mean, I didn't know what to expect because I've only ever really flown in, in the U.S. into Mexico to visit like my family down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't. I had no idea how long this flight was. That was like a 10-hour flight. Yeah, it's long. Did we let you down or were we no, okay? No, this was wonderful. This was everything <laughs> I wanted and more. Was it really? Yeah, it was. I had fun. Did you have any expectations for this uh, appearance on our show? I knew you would do digging. And you guys did dig. You didn't dig as much as I thought you would. You you, did digging. Where do you want us to dig? I didn't want... Trust me, I didn't want you to dig. I just thought you guys would do a little bit more. Like, there's things that you didn't mention that I was like, wow, they they didn't... 
Oh, shit, that. we let you down. You let me down just there. This is something that, uh, now I'm going to be very honest and vulnerable. <laughs> this is a fear of mine. And Dan, <laughs> Dan can talk about it. People come in and to do our show mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't want to brag, but celebrities yeah. who come and do the show have watched the show before. Yeah. So, just like us. They are just like us. <laughs> it's just like us. And that's, remember that. They really are normal as <laughs> and it's insane and beautiful at the same time. Yeah. But also not like us, but also just like us. Yeah. Whole thing. They come in and they have this expectation. And then I always feel like I've let them down. Yeah. No. Like, I'm sure they had a wonderful experience. Okay. I could hear the sarcasm in your tone, <laughs> sis. You know what the other problem is? A lot of artists don't tweet a lot. And I usually, we usually find a lot oh, of things on Twitter. Twitter. You tweet quite often oh I'm on Twitter all, I'm gonna tweet after this yeah I'm say I had a great time like I've been scrolling for about line. an hour I've been scrolling for an hour on your Twitter and I'm only told t- yesterday so oh my god yeah I'm always I tweet about everything that's where I or like I use that for my letterbox platform yeah um, I thought you would find there are things that I've done on TikTok that I thought you would find and you didn't but I didn't tweet about them I think so that's why mm. yeah what have you done like I told you I ran like a Harry account oh okay. tell us more about that Oh, sure. What, what up? More content for you. Yeah, expand on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I used to run this account called Miss Ticketmaster. And Miss that's, Ticketmaster? Yeah, that was her name. That was her name? That was her name. And what was her personality? She was just me. It was just Harry Styles content. Oh. Like, I would up, like, I was an update account for that, for him. I would do whatever. You still I, run but it? But I also, that's how I, I didn't come to LA, I think, till I was like 18, 19, because I didn't really, we didn't grow up coming here like as kids with my parents. So I remember I came with friends who were also Harry fans, and we'd all get like an Airbnb and just hang out for a weekend or like a week. Wait, that's awesome. Yeah, and it, I met so many people through like running a Harry Styles fan account. But that's also, that speaks for Twitter and Instagram. Like I remember running a One Direction one for Instagram, and I met so many people that I still talk to to this day. The internet really does breed friends. So many friends. Or go at, like, when I didn't go to the Harry shows, I remember I was like, oh, I could just, like, sell my tickets to a friend yeah. or something. Yeah, and they were game. You know, Claudia ran one of the biggest One Direction update accounts, too. I know. I actually do know that. <laughs> yeah. She's, like, a celebrity in her own right, yeah, kind she, of. Yeah, it's, like, micro-niche internet celebrities. Yeah. Always. <laughs> I had no idea we hired one of those. <laughs> Did you know Claudia before you, you met her in the hallway? No, I don't. I know Amanda had been communicating with her, but I knew Olivia. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's who I knew. I met her at the Re- uh, Revolve event. Uh, for Coachella? No, this was for the Super Bowl. God, you're everywhere, oh. aren't you? <laughs> I went to a lot this year. You really are everywhere. <laughs> do they pay you to attend, or do you attend to the goodness of your heart? The goodness of my heart, and the it's it's fun to attend because you get to meet people um, networking. So that's fun. Yeah, and do I have fun doing it. You have fun. I was going to ask, do you enjoy all of these events or do you feel like you need to go to them? Um, sometimes it feels like a need. Sometimes I really do enjoy them. I yeah. think it just depends. Like, I remember we went to an Academy event a couple weeks ago, which obviously, like, I love movies. I love TV. So that was really cool to go to. Or going and getting invited to screenings is always really mm-hmm. cool because I always want to see things before they drop. I'm a big spoiler person, so I love to know what's going on. So to get to see things before <laughs> people is fun. I love spoilers. How do you put yourself in a setting to do a fake interview? Because you do come up with a backstory and like... Um, I think of other celebrity interviews that I've seen. Like, like you did a whole one like where you pretended to run into Tom Holland, but I'm assuming you never yeah, ran into Tom Holland. No, I don't plan to meet him anytime soon, but I did. I think I just think of scenarios or like things I've seen online, um, but I would just sit like this and do it. Like I could do one right. I could perform a whole... Th- 40 second monologue for you. Okay, pretend to be on a show. Who are sh- you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. What, what show are we going to do? You guys pick your choice. I mean, I Car- I'm on Zach saying, but let's get meta. Like, really, throw something else in there. El- oh, no, I don't want to do Ellen. No, don't do Ellen. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of suggestion was that? Yeah, Jesus.
fucking terrible. Uh, Dr. Phil. Do- no, I never had a Dr. <laughs> Phil. That's like a no. That's like therapy. Uh, what's the guy that everybody chants his name like you are not the father? Uh, Maury. No, Maury, no. Are these bad suggestions? <laughs> what shows are you thinking about? Have you done a hot ones? <laughs> I have so she many times. Hot ones. Like you've done a bunch? Oh, yeah. You've only done two of us? You do a bunch of fucking hot ones? <laughs> a bunch of fucking hot ones. They're so fun to do. Oh, Jesus Christ. We need more. Yeah, or like ask me like ask me a question that Sean would ask and I'll like give you a whole thing. Oh, my God. They're like, in, they're detailed questions ask that have visual an, visual proof with no, it. No, ask about an Instagram post. Uh, <laughs> like like how he does. He'll be like, this was from 10 years ago. Just ask about an Instagram post and I'll tell you. Like, find something and I will explain the story to you. I got to go on Instagram go real on quick. Go on Instagram or you can even find like a Twitter picture. I'm Dan, sure that would work. put on a bald cap and get into character. Oh, my TV's <laughs> not set up today. What the hell is happening here? <laughs> Do you, you need help finding Emily or eBay? on the Jumbotron. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's monitor for visual examples. For visual examples. It would be nice to have the Jumbotron. Yeah. We're just going to scroll back. Okay. Okay, you don't need to go actually 10 years. She's only been doing this for like a year and a half, sis. Wait yeah, a minute. And my Instagram does not I was going to say, you don't, I just, you, you don't you, post much. You post like 10 times. Yeah, this shit goes back to 2021. <laughs> All right. Like, I'll make a backstory up for any photo. All right, tell us about the time you were uh, on stage at Coachella. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> let me get, let me think of this. I got this. So backstage at Coachella. Ask me again. So what was it like being on stage at Coachella? It was so fun. I remember I went to go see Banda MS, and then when we got down, I was able to chat with them, which was really cool. But seeing them live was like such a huge dream of mine because there was so many times that my dad has loved them. But I was talking to Carol G backstage too, and I remember she told me that she was like a really big fan of them. So we were able to chat about that, and it was just really cool. Like I think Latinos at Coachella was such a huge thing this year, especially Carol G, Banda MS, so many people. I really loved her tribute to Selena as well. Uh, eat the wing. Oh, I don't have a wing. Ah, I need to get like an apple or something or a chip. Is well, that a real story or is that fake? No, that's fake. So how the hell do you make that up that quickly? Oh, he's a liar. <laughs> a great liar. <laughs> improviser. I'm like, I'm a great improviser. Do you lie? Do you find yourself having that talent because you can do that so quickly? No. I no, was, I don't think so. I was once told, don't let a little lie get in the way of a good story. Very true. A little white lie is not going to hurt something amazing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I you agree. Can, you can make a story sound really good with just a little white lie. A little lie. Nobody needs to know. <laughs> a little lie goes a long way. <laughs> a little lie goes a long way. <laughs> Gosh, Emily Uribe, we've gotten to know you here. Mm-hmm. Your parents don't understand what you do yet. Not yet. Slowly but surely figuring it out. I think once I do something like, a, again, a show or a movie, they're going to be like, wow, oh my God. Well, like, because like you can understand what an actor is. Yeah, you can understand, but you can't understand like a micro-niche celebrity yeah. <laughs> on the internet. Somebody who priorities interviews to themselves yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah. No, that's a unique career. I know. Are you? Does that surprise you? Yeah, all the time. I, I, I don't think it's like something anyone expected, but I also like, I didn't use TikTok for quote-unquote fame i just did it for fun and then as it kept growing that's when i was like oh okay maybe this could be something really cool so the things it's been able to give me is awesome the eternal premiere changes your life because you realize you have something yeah like what was the first time what was like like the first time somebody came up to you was like yo you're that girl from tiktok Uh, i was at my retail job i i um i worked a retail job and at this one it was it happened more than the other one but I remember someone came up to me and they were like, oh, wait, you're that girl. Like, you do the interviews on TikTok. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, well, nice to meet you. Like, I'm this. And they just introduced themselves. And then they were like, can I, like, get a photo with you? And I thought, at, at my job? Like, I <laughs> had my name tag on. I, felt, I was like, oh, gosh. Okay, let me take this off. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, people have come up to me and it's always crazy. And at work, it was even crazier. Fucking awesome. Where were, you, where were you working? Okay, I worked at Claire's and I worked at Abercrombie Kids. Oh, Claire's. I think I, I got my ears pierced there when I was in middle school. I used to pierce ears. Oh, oh my God. Would you pierce his ears right now? I still um, hold them. If you had the gut, I could do it. I still know how. 
Oh. All you need is the gun, the earring, or if you get like the earring from Claire's, it comes in this little case that you could just clip into your ear. What? Yeah. And pierce it that way? Yeah. You don't need the gun because you just put the pressure into it. Yeah. And then you just, there's like, there's no numbing. It's just the piercing and then they put solution on it. I already have my ears pierced, Zach. That's all you. No, okay. <laughs> Can you pierce my septum? No, we did not do noses at Claire. <laughs> How about my belly button? No. What can you not pierce? Let's go down the list. Everything. I can pierce everything. I can pierce ears, but everything else, no. Okay, got it. No, no, no. Oh, that's lame. But all, all sides of my ears? Yeah, I Cartilage? can do like, um, not like the conch. Like I know this piercing I'm not ooh, allowed to ooh, do. Ooh, ooh, I know, heebie-jeebies. Um, but I could do like your lobe and like upper cartilage. I have three piercings and I got my the two I have at Claire's wow. from my managers. Maybe future brand deal. Yeah, for real. Imagine, that would be crazy. I mean, Lil Nas X talks about working at Taco Bell and last I heard he's their chief impact officer. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's so cool. People manifest stuff on our, our couch all the time. <gasps> oh my God. If you really know our show, you know that we have manifestation powers attached to that one cushion that you're sitting on. I was... No, I was holding it. Oh, oh, well, cushion and then the cat, yeah. That cushion? No, 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 the cushion, the couch cushion. Oh, this is a manifesting? Yeah, yeah, people <gasps> who sit in that position oh manifest things properly and they so come to be. That Marvel, Polaris, I'm going to hold on to that and I'm going to hold you to it. And Pol if I see you sometime in the future and it hasn't happened, I'm holding you to it. I never leave my house, but when you do see me. <laughs> I'll see you at Coachella next year. Yeah. I'm sure. So. Well, and I'll actually acknowledge you and remember who you <laughs> no, are. And because God. I saw him. I was at the Olivia O'Brien um, set and I remember I saw you and I waved and said hello and you just looked at me like like what? Wait. And then we walked away because <laughs> I was like I'm not even going to bother I don't, no. I don't think you can say up. hello Oh my gosh it's so embarrassing. Which Coachella was a good time that was a fun time for everybody Yeah it was something. You had a great time you looked like it <laughs> Yeah. Tell it, us more Well that was like early <laughs> in the day what week, what week was that? This was weekend two Okay, yeah. Yeah, you were down. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it was fine. I even told them, and I was like, wait, oh my God, that was Zach saying. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, no way. And then she turned around, and we tried to go back. And then I was like, no, he's literally not going to say anything. No, like, I'm I, fine. I love meeting, like, first of all, like, I would, I, I would, yeah. I don't know if I would know who you were at that no, moment. No, I, it, I would have just been happy with like, oh, hello, thank you, goodbye. That's, but that <laughs> I give those all the time, yeah. dude. I'm, a, I'm a, Zach say? Like, like, I'm, I'm cool. Like, <laughs> you let her down at Coachella, and we let her down today. I know. I had to do my own digging and bring it up to all of Shit. you. Shit. Wow. Wait. God. Next time, because I'm sure there will be a next. Oh time, yeah, yeah, yeah. We will discuss, and you just have to dig deeper and deeper and deeper. Oh, you know, you know what's honestly. Our One Direction, our ex One Direction fan, yeah. Fanny, Claudia does the diggest of D. <gasps> she does the best prep ever. Oh my gosh. Okay. And uh, I don't know if we let her loose on you. Mm, maybe another time. Yeah, I don't know why we didn't let her loose on you. Yeah, I feel I was, I was, I even told Max, I said, I'm nervous because I don't know what they've dug up. And he was like, you're going to be fine. And I was like, okay. Uh. And yeah. The problem is, you've never dated anyone like Pete Davidson and tried to keep it a secret. Ooh, okay. That was a burn. On that note, Emily Uribe, everybody. Yeah. I need to have a word with Olivia O'Brien. <laughs> Actually, she's so lovely. I uh, have to she's say. great. Love her. I, I love her too. <laughs> yeah. She's the only reason I was there at weekend too. Really? <laughs> yeah. God. Wow. That was. Well, that was. It's starting to get sweaty in this room. We're going to take I know, a lap. The tension after this is over is going to be crazy. <laughs> By the way, this interview is going to be up on TikTok and on the YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Emily Uribe, I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I really I really had so much fun. First of many interviews. So we'll come. see. So many things to come, but 
We'll see. No, our our couch is always here for you. Oh my god, yeah. Our show is always here, so please come back and hang out. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you so much again to love. both of you. Such a good time. God, you acknowledging Dan. I have to acknowledge Dan. Chivalry ain't dead, sisters. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Oh, hello, beautiful human. You made it through our conversation with Emily Uribe, and I really appreciate it. Please share our podcast with those you care about. And remember, you got the power around here. Who should we interview next? We're taking any and all suggestions. at Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Now be safe, hug your family if you can, and don't go to jail. I'll talk to you real soon. Today's show is hosted and executive produced by Zach Sang. It was also executive produced by Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zolot, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rudensky. Music by James Ashuto. Senior producer, Caitlin Plummer. Associate producer, Eve Bishop. Production sound mixing on today's show was done by Alex Goins, Nico Pierce, and Joseph Hartshorn. Sound mixing was done by Daniel Chavez-Crook and Ivan Wayman. Post-production manager was Caroline Rude. Production manager was Michelle Dorostock. And our production coordinator was Bryce Herless. And that was an episode of The Zach Sang Show. Talk to you soon.